Good morning and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, the Friday, the 27th of August, almost September, um, and a crazy time because uh, September is usually footy finals, but we are footy finals a bit earlier this year, um, and so many exciting things are underway at the moment. Good morning to you, Jay, a regular of the Sports Desk. Uh, how you going, Sam? Good. Good, and also joining us, uh, filling in special this week for the special finals edition of the Sports Desk, uh, we've got Matt Basto and Josh Stumpo. Good morning to both of you as well. Morning, Sam. Very excited to be here ahead of the uh, big first week of finals. Morning. Hope everyone's safe. Yep. Um, interesting time at the moment, but at least we've got plenty of sport to keep us entertained, uh, including the footy finals. Uh, massive, uh, interesting Different kind of finals this year, so uh, very much looking forward to it. And um, we're going to jump straight into some sports news. Uh, and off the bat, uh, speaking footy, uh, making big waves in Melbourne um, at the moment is the David Teague story. He has been sacked from the Carlton Football Club um, after the uh, board has got their uh, final. They, there was a club review underway, and they've got the interim results of that and they've decided to part ways with him uh, with uh, new president Luke Sayers um, making that decision yesterday uh, and um, making it quite clear that whoever they want to get in they've got to be on their foot early because they are determined that they'll make finals next year which is a very big call. Um, Jay what are your thoughts on the situation? I'm sure you probably found a bit ugly to be honest, with the way it was handled. I think uh, it wasn't handled the best of ways when he came in on Monday. Probably assumed that he was going to get the sack on that day and then they just sort of drained it out a little bit to Thursday, which I don't know. For Tegi, I would have thought he would be a bit stressed that whole time. Um, but it is what it is. Hopefully they can find a suitable replacement. Yeah, we haven't had the, the greatest history of um, <laughs> treating coaches with great respect. Um, we've had more of them than, um, or close to prime ministers in Australia <laughs> in recent times, which is, uh, not particularly bode well. What are your thoughts, Matt? Um, yeah, look, to be honest, it was just a big mess. Um, it's, yeah, I just feel bad for David Teague out of all of it. Like, um, yeah, just obviously pretty tough on him having to sort of wait around, um, when <clears throat> really the writing was on the wall for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully now with the new board and stuff, they can sort of get everything together and start rebuilding that culture and stuff. Like, um, as a Brisbane supporter, um, it was exactly the same with us. Like, yeah, we're, we're in all sorts of trouble and we sort of got some good people in and everything's come together now, as you see reflected in the on-field performances. And Josh, um, many rumors for new coaches coming in. Uh, I know there was, um, uh, from a Clarkson from Hawthorne, Hawthorne, um, and he said he wanted to have a break and go on a holiday, but can't really do that at the COVID. So <laughs> chances are he could be coaching another club next year. Um, and the other one in the line um, uh, who's been on Footy Classified, uh, Ross Lyon, is the other head honcho for the position as well. Who, who do you feel that potentially they might go with or could be talking to right now? Um, definitely Ross Lyon. He's probably in the box seat. I reckon Clarkson is going to take the year off, to be honest. He, jo- he joked about it in his um, post-game interview for his last game. Uh, there's nothing to do, but I think he just wants to... I think it would be better for his next coaching job if he takes a year off, just enjoys himself, and then comes back fresh, ready to go. Yep, okay. 
good um, wrap up there. I th- interesting. I just hope whoever comes in next. Um, oh, look, I think all the ho- club and fans hopes for some sort of um, you know light at the end of the tunnel because it's been a tough twenty years. It's been a tough twenty years. <laughs> Let's just put it at that. Okay, we move on to a couple of new stories. Um, Mbappe uh, is apparently wanting to get out of PSG uh, ASAP. Uh, interesting, after bringing Messi in and all this big uh, hullabaloo with that, um, and Mbappe wants out. Uh, I don't know if we were saying a couple of weeks ago on the show, it, it's interesting that it was a team of... Um, well, they say you can have good players in a team, but th- this was more of a team of team of superstars and not a superstar team if if that makes sense jay what, what are your thoughts on um psg um yeah it's interesting like as you said it's a very good team having messi come into that team but i don't know maybe Bappe just felt like he's going to be a bit overshadowed with messi coming in um i think he's linked to real madrid they're potentially a suitor for him so we'll see what happens he's still very young and uh, a lot of footy uh, football ahead of him. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Josh? Um, so I was reading today that apparently PSG won a ridiculous price of 220 mil. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I'd, and if you, like if Real Madrid waits a year, they can get him for free because he's a free... He's contract Contracts, right. So that's probably... He's probably going to be there for a year and then that's a smart decision because 220 mil is... A lot of money. A lot of money. Matt? Uh, yeah, look, to be honest, I probably haven't looked into this too much, but um, it's definitely something that surprised me seeing that news. Um, obviously, after the Messi signing, I think everyone was talking about, oh, you know, what a front three you got, Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. But, um, you know, there's a chance that it doesn't eventuate, which would be interesting. Yep, and the other big news this week, um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Not only has Messi been on the trade table, uh, but so is Ronaldo. And um, he's under contract at Juventus until uh, the summer of 2022, but it's understood to be open to leaving the Serie A club before the current transfer window finishes. Juventus wants at least uh, 25... Uh, million euros, which is, equates about £21.4 million pounds for the 36-year-old um, for Manchester City, who are looking in on getting Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Thank you. Very happy man, Sam. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Um, I've never owned a Ronaldo or Messi shirt, but I could buy it unironically uh, if he actually <laughs> plays for my club. Uh, which would be cool. And uh, a lot of purists, uh, City fans... Are screwing their nose up of it because he used to be um, a rag that played for United. So uh, they are not too happy with it. But look, I, I think Ronaldo. Who, who wouldn't want Ronaldo in their team really deep down? I think everybody would take him. And I think, uh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he could fill that striker position for you? He's a bit <laughs> getting old. He's probably not ideal on the wing anymore. Play up uh, front for you? Well, I think... Um, we could prob- possibly get in a bit cheaper than probably what Harry Kane was going to be asking for if if he was to convince that deal. I, th- I think it would have been a bit ridiculous. And uh, we can sp- spend that. And he's a good striker. Don't, he, he could play that role like no tomorrow. And uh, we've got a few players in the team. You could circulate them around. I, I think he could fit in a few different spots as well. I, th- I think he'd work pretty well in the team, even if he's in there for the next you know, couple of years or so. Um, not really a long-term plan, but for a, for a business side of things, it does shirt sales and you know the things of the like. That's very, very big for the club. So not that we'll you see need what the happens money anyway, that. though. Pardon? <laughs> Not that you need the money anyway, though. Let's be honest. No, well, well, <laughs> no. But it's, good it's just good to see him in the Premier League uh, as overall because uh, I was saying just before that uh, you don't really get to see these guys play. I spoke about Messi. It's just like it'd be really cool if you could see him in a league where we're watching all the time if, if it isn't Man City. But we'll see what happens. Jay, your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, no, I 
it'd be great to have one of the superstars of uh, in the world come to the Premier League. As you said, it'd be great for us to be able to watch that. But um, yeah, whether his form carries over, it'll be interesting to see if that happens, whatever happens in this whole trade or transfer. Okay. Well, that's about the latest sport news. Now, when we come back, we're going to uh, talk briefly about the Paralympics. It's underway. The Aussie teams are exciting to see. Just when we thought all the Olympics craziness was 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 done for a couple of years, well, we've still got some Paralympics to enjoy. So that's all when we come back on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Gorillas are on Melancholy Hill on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And just when we thought the Olympics action it was all over. We've got the Paralympics to enjoy uh, for the next while. I think it, it's the same amount of time, isn't it? It's about two weeks. Around that. Around that, okay. Well, exciting. The Aussie teams, and if we take a look at the medal tally already, uh, the Aussies aren't doing too bad. Um, we're sitting second to China on the total medal tally so far with 13, six gold, two silver. Uh, and five bronze. Uh, pretty good effort so far. Uh, I know I've seen a bit of the wheelchair basketball, uh, but a new one for me that I've seen to, uh, yesterday was the uh, wheelchair rugby. Uh, absolutely uh, blew me away. Um, impressive. They go at it. They don't leave no <laughs> nothing left in the tank. Um, and amazing, even when the chairs get all bashed up and they come flying out, straight back in, uh, and almost like a pit stop. The, the tyres come off, straight back on, straight back out onto the playing field. It's uh, very interesting to see uh, and exciting. Um, and uh, watch a bit of the opening ceremony. Very, very interesting concept. Um, if you haven't seen it, it was about uh, a, basically a bird with one wing that couldn't... Uh, sorry, a plane that couldn't fly. Uh, and they showed all different parts of the plane uh, and how... All with their impairments that they could still achieve anything they wanted. Um, one of the team's flag bearers as well had no arms. The flag was strapped to him. Uh, it was impressive to see. So always uh, shock and awe about the amazing people that participate in the Paralympics. Matt, have, what have you seen so far from the Paralympics? Um, I haven't haven't been able to watch any events um, live or anything, but I saw the other day um, Paige Greco and Emmy... Emily Petricola both taking out gold in their respective cycling events. Um, and I also saw in the pool, I reckon it was yesterday, we won silver and bronze. Um, Paige, Leonhardt, and Ruby Storm in the same race. Um, so aside from that, yeah, I haven't seen too much, but I know we went off to a really, really hot start on the medal tally. I'm pretty sure after day two, we were on top actually. So um, good to see that we're right up there. Jay, what about you? Well, I'm actually looking forward to um, Dylan Alcott. He's uh, playing this weekend. I mean, the wheelchair tennis starts on Saturday. So he's got the chance to, um, that golden slam that Djokovic didn't get in his. Dylan Alcott's got a chance if he wins gold here and then goes to the US Open. Um, so be keen to watch him. He's playing a 54-year-old Japanese bloke by the name of, can't get the name, um, but, yeah, 54-year-old is his opponent. He's 30, Dylan Alcott, so that's ridiculous age gap. And this guy's 11 in the world, so should be a good game. Uh, always good to see Dylan Alcott out, out there. Just such a champion of the tennis game for a long time. And finally, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw um, the ping-pong. Um, it was everywhere on social media. Just um, This guy had no arms. From Egypt, I believe it was, and he was holding the ping pong racket with his mouth and serving it from his foot. Now, if that doesn't motivate you, wow! I don't know what does. Yeah, it's pretty like, and he's at the Olympics. Like, that's insane dedication and motivation. I wonder, and, like, I'd be interested to see where his story started from, um, like how he came across it. And so he's just. I think I was thinking of. I, I would rather the Paralympics be two weeks before the Olympics. I reckon that would get more views, more excitement around it, to be honest. Okay. I like yeah, it. Like yeah, like a, yeah. A build-up. Yeah, build-up. Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't had the Olympics for, like, say, four years. Yeah. Paralympics, everyone will be 
Watch out first, yeah. I think you're on the money there. I, th I think yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, I reckon that's a good call. It definitely seems to lose a little bit of spotlight after, because yeah, yeah. they have such a big break between them as well. Like, what was it, two or three weeks? Yep, yep. Well, but might have to reach out to the Olympics committee, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, um, hit me up. <laughs> um, so, interesting, yeah. Look, we look forward to see what the Australians produce um, over the next week or so um, as we progress with the Paralympics. Uh, but when we come back, uh, exciting, back in Melbourne, hopefully a uh, few finals can remain here and uh, see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But it is footy finals time. That's next, right here on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. The Rolling Stones on the Sports Desk. I can't get no satisfaction in honour of Charlie Watts, uh, their great drummer who passed away uh, just a few days ago. Uh, but now it's time to get in our favourite time of the year, footy finals. Uh, and definitely, definitely uh, a crazy time of the year. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but one of the best times of the year, September. Um, and it was a close finish for the top eight. And uh, a few teams in I really didn't expect, um, which makes for an interesting finals. Um, we're going to go back to our predictions uh, next week, uh, which we made uh, early on in the year. So it'll be interesting when we reveal them. Uh, but I don't think a quarter of those teams uh, I had in my ladder at the start of the year. Uh, but we start off with the first game tonight. Uh, Port Adelaide and Geelong from uh, Adelaide Oval. 7.50 uh, qualifying final. I think that's what they call it. Um, two elimination finals and two qualifying finals in the first round. Uh, and Port Adelaide take on Geelong to start off with a whopper of a game on Friday night tonight. Uh, in for Port Adelaide, Orazio Fantasia out Mitch Georgiadis, uh, Sam Mays in for Geelong, Mitch Duncan, Mick Duncan uh, out Sean Higgins and Max Holmes. Uh, we'll start off with you, Jay. How do we see this game? It's going to be a whopper. Um, how do you feel about Port and Geelong? Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Obviously, Cork in that big home ground advantage. Um, they love playing in front of a big crowd there. I think they're looking at about 20,000 to get into that game. So, should be loud in there. Um, Geelong, I mean, not having Stewart still is um, going to be tough for them. So, um, but at the same time, it's good to have Duncan back. So, I don't know. This could go either way. It really could go either way. Geelong, obviously... Um, I don't know. I, I feel like Port might get this one. I just, I don't know about how Geelong will go in their form at the moment. They're just sort of getting by um, and they don't have a good record in qualifying finals. If, I think they've won one of the last six or something. So I'll be back in Port here in Adelaide. Yep, it's hard to argue with the home crowd. Uh, uh, it's definitely not the greatest if you're an away team going there. Uh, not the greatest... <laughs> of atmospheres when you get there uh, so I'm sure that'll be a help for Port uh, Matt how do you feel about these two opposition yeah um, a bit like Jay said I think um, think the home ground advantage for Port is going to be pretty massive in this um, obviously a little bit of a increase on the cap in the crowd and um, they I think always just play 10 times better at home like they tend to be um, very, very good at home. And then when it comes to away games, not so good quite often. Um, and they're also coming off a, a close win last week where realistically they pretty much dominated the majority of the game. They should have won by a lot more. Um, and Geelong are coming off a big choke against Melbourne um, and a game against the Saints that was probably a lot closer than they, than they would have liked. So, um, yeah, definitely I think I'll have to go with Port in this one. Josh? Uh, uh, yeah, for me, definitely Port Adelaide. The home crowd, I don't know. You, you can even feel the crowd from the TV when you watch it. It's a bit <laughs> scary. Um, and, I mean, the only way Geelong is going to win, I believe, is if they get a fast start and um, silence the crowd. Like, get the crowd out of it. Plays, Port have got a couple of young players, get their heads down. And um, Sean Higgins is a medical sub. That's very interesting. Impact, impact player, definitely. But are they going to use him? 
We'll see. So tips, um, we all saying port? Yep. Okay, moving on to tomorrow. Uh, 3.20 from uh, the University of Tasmania Stadium. Uh, Boy, the Tasmanian fans down there are going to be excited to have some big matches down there. Um, uh, So interesting. So the Battle of the Bridge, the Sydney Harbour, that is. uh, Sydney Swans bring in James Bell, Chad Warner out, Brendan Campbell. Uh, Robbie Fox and Callum Mills. GWS have Tom Green in, Shane Mumford and Sam Reed. Big ins for them. Uh, Kieran Briggs out, uh, Tanner Brune out, Adam Kennedy and Xavier O'Halloran. So big three ins for GWS there. Um, look, Sydney have had an impressive, impressive season. Uh, not many tipped that they were going to stay up. Uh, I know they went up in the eight early and a lot of people doubted them and said they probably dropped down before when it matters most, but cr- credit to them. They've um, stuck up there with the young side and um, uh, hungry, hungry for finals. Uh, fin- so finished pretty well. And uh, of course, Franklin coming back into the team has made a bit of a difference as well. Um, and he's not far off a thousand goals, which is exciting to see that he could potentially hit if they make it a few games uh, further through the finals. Um, but of course, Giants uh, can't count them out. They've uh, made a late comeback uh, towards the back end of the year to uh, finish in the eighth. Uh, in, in the eight, I should say. Um, so interesting for them, and of course, big big few in. So I'm going to be extremely close this one. I think a uh, big. Big rivalry battle for the two Sydney teams. Um, and I'm going to have an early pick here. I, th- I think uh, I think um, Sydney are going to hold up. They've held up all year, uh, and I think they'll be able to hold the onslaught of GWS. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's another very interesting one. They're all on very interesting games, um, both these sides obviously have been away from home for quite a while now living in Melbourne um, in hotels and whatnot and um, yeah like you said Sydney started off the year very well and might have fallen away a little bit but they've they've come back very strongly in the back half of the year and um, to a lot of people's surprise um, I think both teams have sort of galvanized pretty well being away from home um, but I'm leaning towards Sydney in this one I just think they have a little bit more attacking power than GWS do, and um, they can just sort of put some quick goals on them, which I think they can probably do on the weekend. Jay? Yeah, I agree with Matt. Just, uh, the attacking power of Sydney probably will be the difference in this one. Obviously, Franklin wanting to push for that 1,000 goals this year. Uh, I think they'll be too strong for the Giants. And Josh? All right, Sam. Uh, can you hear that? Hear what? It's a big, big sound from the west of oh, the no. town. The GWS will be coming out here. Oh, no. You really think They'll so? They'll be winning. I'm serious. There was a big, big sound a few years ago, but it faded out. It faded right out in the last game. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But the, the, they'll, be, they'll be winning this. Ah, oh, well, three against one. Majority say Sydney. We'll see on the weekend. Uh, the next game is also going to be a massive one. 7.30 uh, from Adelaide Oval. Melbourne and Brisbane Lions. Uh, such a shame this couldn't have been at the MCG because it would have been absolutely massive. Just can imagine the, the crowd. Uh, the MCC would have been um, absolutely filled to the brim. <laughs> um, so we look at the ins and outs for that. Um, they haven't... Melbourne haven't announced an in, but they're two outs at the moment. They've just outed their uh, medical sub, James Jordan. So maybe that's the only change for them. Uh, in for Brisbane Lions, Harris Andrews and Mitch Robbo Robinson. Uh, out, Callum Archie, Ryan Lester and Reese Matheson. Uh, interesting. This is your wheelhouse, uh, Mr. Matt. This is the Brisbane Lions. So we'll pass it first to you. How do you feel about this game? <laughs> um, look, to be honest, as a Brisbane supporter i'm pretty confident in us winning um i just think we're peaking at the right time um i think a few weeks ago um after the loss to hawthorne i think a lot of people sort of wrote us off but since then everything's just started clicking um and some yeah very big ins with harris andrews and mitch robinson so 
it's going to be a, a ripper of a game, I think, though. Probably probably the game of the round, Saturday night. But, um, yeah, I'm going to, as a <laughs> biased supporter, I'm going to say Brisbane. <laughs> I think actually uh, it's it's interesting to say we did we did see a few weeks um, a couple of weeks ago Brisbane there, there was a few games where they should have won where they lost a bit of form but hopefully uh, that may have just been a small bump in the road and that they can rectify themselves they've been in there for a few final series now so they know they kind of know and feel what it's um, you know the pressure from those games so hopefully maybe they can turn that. Um, Josh, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at Brisbane's squad on paper, it is quite scary. If they, if they like Matt said, can they're peaking at the right time, they can really do it. But I mean, it's hard to go past Melbourne, um, just with Max Gorn, Clayton Oliver, Petrarca. Um, so Melbourne for me, yeah. Jay. Um, no, I'm probably leaning towards Brisbane. I think uh, it's a bit of a curse being a minor premier these days um, for Melbourne. I don't think many teams have won recently being minor premiers. So I think that would be a bit of a burden to them. And Brisbane, as you said, have just uh, played plenty of finals now. They should be as ready as they should be to get this one and move to a prelim. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think I'm going to stick with Melbourne. I think just, just winning... Uh, coming back from that massive, uh, um, you know, Geelong deficit to come back and win the game, uh, to bring that momentum into a next finals game, uh, I think it's absolutely massive. Uh, so shame it's not at home, but I think they're really going to give it a crack, and this is going to be a nail biter. I think Melbourne just for me. So I think that's two two. Yep, two two. Okay, and the final. Finals game for round one of the finals, week one. Uh, The one probably I'm a bit most nervous about. Um, Western Bulldogs take on Essendon 320 uh, at the University of Tasmania Stadium. Uh, Yes, you did hear that correctly. Essendon are in the finals. I am not trolling you. Um, (laughs) Look, look, the finals are for everyone. And um, I'm hopefully uh, they get steamrolled here. Um, but I am a little nervous that they've come good at the right time, unfortunately. Um, and dare I say, the Bulldogs' form of late has been terrible uh, and not finals-like. Uh, and if they bring that anywhere near to the finals, um, they will be punished for that. And uh, dare I say, too, the only top eight side that Essendon have beat has been the Bulldogs as well. So that's something to come into account. But look, I think I think maybe the Bulldogs will be able to stand up, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one as well. I, I think this is um a lot of people have underestimated Essendon and that's gonna help um brew uh, a kind of, you know, team emphasis from that. So look, I, I honestly I hope they don't. <laughs> There's no question about it. And I really don't want to spoil the record. I want to keep those days going, those how many thousands of days they haven't won a final. We need to keep that rolling. 6,301 6, as of today. What was that? 6,201 as of today. Well, hopefully it keeps rolling. Jay, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, well, I think it's interesting. Either team that loses has got a bit of um, they obviously Essen and the days of him not winning a final, and then Dogs have pretty much been top two most of the year, and then now in an elimination final could be out first week. So, um, cutthroat for both teams, and I'm really looking forward to this one. But I think the Dogs will get it done. Just Essen might choke this one. Josh, um, Bulldogs by forty plus. It'll be over a quarter time. Oh, that's a brave call. That is a brave call, Matt. Um, yeah, look, it's probably a lot more interesting game than uh, what you would have thought if you had a, somebody had told you this mm. four weeks ago. Um, but um, Essendon, obviously, yeah, nobody, everybody was predicting them to be bottom four, and they've come into this eighth spot, and they've got nothing to lose. So, as as a member of the Essendon team, you'd just be thinking. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. Um, you know, mm. we've made it this far. We can mm. just give it all this weekend. It doesn't really matter if we lose. Um, 
I think I think the Bulldogs will get it done. I think they've just um, so, uh, got the little bit more class on their side and a few more years in the in the legs of some of their players. But um, and a bit like Brisbane as well, they've run, come in the finals the last two years. Um, so you would think the natural sort of development is to hopefully win one this year. Um, and I think they should get the job done. But it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, in for Western Bulldogs, Ryan Gardner, Anthony Scott and Riley West. Essendon have Jai, uh, Cadwell in, Martin Gleeson and Andrew Phillips, Big Source Phillips. But I- I'm just wondering, why am I even giving Essendon credit? Because they couldn't even beat Carlton this year, so I d- that doesn't make them really a final side. So Anyway, well, that's a wrap-up of week one of the finals. Uh, it's going to be very interesting results. Uh, I'm going to keep our eyes glued to the TV screens uh, over the weekend. It's just a shame that we can't have crowds again. Hopefully next year, three times a char- third time's a charm, uh, and we get to have big crowds in Melbourne maybe next year. When we come back, uh, we're underway. It's uh, match day Match day three of the Premier League. Three weeks into it already. Exciting. Um, missed it so much and uh, can't wait to delve into that next on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Uh, this is a track from Jungle. New one off their new uh, new album. Um, it's called Romeo. Right here on Sin. Jungle Romeo on the sports desk on your Friday morning. And the Premier League match day three uh, is here and exciting um, results from the weekend. We go into it, uh, read through a few of them. Liverpool, of course, defeated Burnley 2-0. Aston Villa finally got a week uh, win uh, after their first round of feats. 2-0 over Newcastle. Brentford, 0-0 with Crystal Palace. Uh, Leeds United drawed 2-2 with Everton. Man City defeated Norwich 5-0. Brighton defeated uh, Watford 2-0. Southampton threw with Man United 1-1. Jeez. Uh, Tottenham uh, defeated Wolves 1-0. West Ham defeated Leicester 4-1. That was a crazy game. And then the big game of the round. It was Chelsea 2-0 over (laughs) Arsenal. And... What'd you say? You have to leave it last. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to go to you first. So, oh, oh, the the, the tail in the uh, the Arsenal storyline. And don't forget, um, <laughs> they're filming all or nothing with them for Amazon oh, Prime no. this season <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> so whether it's an exciting turnaround for them or it's a comedy show, we'll, we'll wait and see. But talk us through. I know it must be painful, but you got to face up to it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. I just, it's been a disappointing couple of years, really, but um, you just got to hope there's change on the horizon, I guess. I mean, there's talks of uh, Conte coming back maybe to place Arteta if he can't get done by, I think, October. They're sort of looking at giving him about five weeks to get some results. Um, obviously, yesterday they got up in the English League Cup, finally had a proper team out there without Bamian getting a hat-trick. But going up against City, that's not uh, any better. Don't want to be 0-3, mm. but the reality is you're playing a champion team um, at Etihad. I don't know what to expect. I'm not going in with high expectations, I'll just say that. Well, uh, it's a good time too. An early game. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the early games uh, why they're around, because uh, as soon as the daylight savings changes on both uh, hemispheres, it makes it a bit more ugly times. But we'll start off with that one. Oh, and of course, can't forget the Man United shock shock loss. Uh, nobody expected that. Uh, just Southampton. A just a draw. Just Thank a draw. Time. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's Southampton. Uh, but I think my theory was right last week with the home crowds. They are making a hell of a difference. Uh, whether that only lasts for a couple of weeks, um, we'll see. But the stadiums are full. The crowds are loud. Uh, and we'll go through. Um, Man City and Arsenal, have you, as you mentioned, uh, 
look, City finally got a win uh, after the uh, Tottenham. Well, we'll forget. We'll sweep over that one. The terrible defensive effort uh, against Tottenham in uh, game week one. Uh, but turn that around with a massive, massive win, uh, including uh, including a goal from new boy Jack Grealish um, in City colours. Uh, I, oh well. We're favourites. We're we're easily favourites here. I'm I'm gonna say. Um, you might score. I I'm, I reckon we might concede. I don't know. Give us a lot of credit, Sam. <laughs> Three one. Matty B, what are your thoughts? But this, uh, yeah, I reckon I'm gonna go with three one as well. Actually, um, yeah, I think Man City are in much better form at the moment, so. Josh? 5 0. 5 0. <laughs> oh, no. It just gets worse and worse. Uh, so we look forward to that 9 30 early game. Oh, and if you look out over the next couple of weeks, I think we're probably going to wait till the AFL finals go away. But we uh, did one special uh, Premier League live show on the Sports Desk Facebook page uh, last week as a bit of a trial run. Uh, and it was, was pretty good. So look out for those. They might uh, arise in the future. Up next to Newcastle and Southampton. Now, the times I've written out on my sheet, uh, the in- they're in UK time, so <laughs> please tell uh, me what time mid- those games Midnight. Midnight, midnight okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting, Newcastle. Uh, uh, who did they play? Oh, yeah, still two weeks in, not a win. Uh, they... They lost their first match uh, with a comeback from West Ham and then, of course, going down to Aston Villa. They'll be very, very eager to get a win at home. Uh, they're playing Southampton. will now have um, a bit of fire in their pants after drawing <laughs> with Man United. So, interesting, but I think I think Newcastle for me on this one. Matt? Um, yeah, I'd probably go in, uh, Newcastle as well. Um they showed a little bit of attacking flair early in the game against Aston Villa last week, so um, I reckon Callum Wilson can put a goal or two past Southampton, who really aren't that deep um, besides James Wood-Prowse. So, and yeah, I'm just I think it'll be low scoring, but I think Newcastle might get the wood on them. Jay, um, no, I'll give I'm going to give Newcastle a chance here at home. I just um, think they can uh, bounce back and. Take the dub. Keep going forward. Josh? Go for the draw. The draw. draw okay. Yeah. Brighton play Everton, of course, in those midnight games as well. Uh, them getting their win uh, against Watford Everton. Uh, they won their first game and drawed this one against Leeds. Uh, interesting. I think this is going to be fairly close, this one. But uh, I think um, Everton... Look all right, um, and always the danger with uh, Calvert Lewin. Uh, although uh, Neil Mapai, who I left out of my fantasy team this year, uh, is doing all right as well. Uh, I'm going to say Everton two one. I reckon uh, I'll be going for the Everton three uh, nil here. Um, they've, I think they've started off pretty well again, like they did last season. And um, to be honest, until Obviously, Brighton got a result last week um, over Watford, but I would probably think they're going to be close to relegation this year. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Everton 3 0. Jay? Um, no, I'll back Brighton. I think they'll get done 2 1 or 1 0. 1 0 go over Everton. I think they're into a bit of form. I'm going to go um, a draw again so Brighton can keep their undefeated streak going. West Ham, two wins in a row. Uh, they play Crystal Palace. And <laughs> Antonio, if you haven't seen the celebrations, he was literally dancing around with a cardboard cutout of himself. So <laughs> lots of self-love there. Um, but uh, they're, they're on a roll, West Ham. They're doing all right. Top of the table uh, at the moment. Uh, and they play Crystal Palace, who, of course, uh Drew nil, and uh, I think, of course, they lost to Chelsea in the, the first round, so they're not having the greatest of starts. Uh, so I think a clear win for West Ham here, maybe 2-0. Yeah, I think um, 
to be honest, I could probably even see it going uh, even worse than 2-0. I'd have to agree, though, West Ham getting the win. Um, Crystal Palace haven't had a great start. And uh, every time I see Wilfried Zaha, he just seems just seems angry and frustrated. Um, so I could definitely see him getting a transfer this year and uh, Crystal Palace being towards the lower end of the table. So I'll go West Ham 3-0 as well for this one. Jay? Yeah, I'm going to back West Ham. Pretty straightforward, I think. I've got West Ham as well. I've got an interesting stuff for you, Sam. Oh, okay, hit me. Um, Declan Rice has only misplaced four passes out of his 117 for the first two games of the season. Very good, very good. That's that's elite. Very elite. Next game, Norwich and Leicester City. Uh, again, in that midnight slot. Uh, that's two losses for Norwich now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and Leicester, of course, coming off. Whoa. Take us through this uh, that game, uh, Josh. Uh, crazy turnaround. Uh, yep. Red card for Leicester City as well. Yep, yep. So um, I caught the end of it. Um, got to work in time to catch the end of it. While well, I was working, of course, working hard. Um, so <laughs> I caught Antonio's celebrations, his two goals. And let me tell you, Leicester, they made a couple of subs to become more attacking and that just leaked. It completely leaked out and... West Ham just gobbled it up. Um, and like you say, the home crowd was um, really up and about for the Hammers, um, which didn't help the 10 men of Leicester. Pretty crazy game. Yep, I think uh, Leicester probably will want to answer themselves uh, after losing that loss. But their Norwich, I think it's... No, there must be their second home game, I think. Uh, so yep. Leicester for me to bounce back. Um, I reckon they could. This, but it's it could go one or two ways. I reckon. I think Leicester could just absolutely demolish Norwich, or Norwich could sort of cause a little bit of a low score upset. So I'm gonna go with uh, Norwich one nil in this. Last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going a draw here. Uh, Billy Gilmore, man of the match, of course. Um, <laughs> Norwich have lost just one of their last seven home league matches against Leicester. So that's another interesting, unique stat for you. Okay. I'm loving these stats, by the way. The stats, man. (laughs) (laughs) Aston Villa play Brentford as well at midnight, uh, the last of the goal rush. Uh, Villa finally got a bounce back uh, win after their first round loss. Uh, And Brentford, uh, they uh, didn't score last week, but... uh, uh, an exciting start to the Premier League with a defeat to Arsenal. So I reckon this uh, this would be pretty interesting. Um, still unsure about Villa. L- lots of many changes uh, coming in, still trying to find their feet in the team. But, uh, oh, Matty Beats, please take us through that goal um, that we saw last week. Oh, well, look, I, I was uh, absolutely going insane when I saw Danny Ings Last last minute of extra time in the first half, uh, and we go for the long throw in. It goes straight off Tyron Mings's head, and in the box, Danny Ings with the bicycle kick. I went absolutely off my head. It was an incredible thing to watch, uh, an incredible way to get off the mark uh, in that game, and yeah, just went on with it from there in the game. But yeah, that was an incredible goal. Could be goal of the season in the second match day. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I'm going to say Villa 2-0. Um, yeah, I reckon I could see Brentford scoring. So mm. I might go 2-1 for Aston Villa. Um, I think we're starting to starting to put it together now after an ordinary first week. I reckon, yeah, Aston Villa. I think they'll win it clean sheet 2-0. Josh? Um, yeah, Aston Villa for me. And um, now this might be a confusing stat for you I've got here. Um Aston Villa have never lost a top flight match against Brentford, but Brentford are undefeated in their, their last six league appearances against Aston Villa, which are not in the top flight. So in so the championship, have we played them in the top flight? Is that the, um, the quirk so, of the stuff? So um, uh, with this, the first meeting between the sides since February 1947. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aston Villa after that Aston Villa. <laughs> okay, big big game of the round, 2.30. Uh, 
Uh, Sunday morning, it's Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, I think these games are really going to come into play towards the end of the season as I'm just... I, this this year is going to be really tight, I think. So all these games are very crucial. Uh, Josh, your beloved Chelsea taking on Liverpool. How do you feel about this one? Um, good, good test, good test. It's probably coming at a good time early in the season. Blockbuster game. Um, it's at Armfield. It's Anfield. a bit scary. A bit scary. Especially with crowds back. Um, but it could go one or two ways. If we can manage the three points here, that's a big, big statement. That's a big statement. Mm. Um, I'm just going to be conservative here. I'm going to go with a nice 1-1 draw. Really? Okay. Yeah. I will say 2-1. Uh, I think... The debut, uh, what a debut that was. Oh my God, his name's gone out of my head. Lukaku. Lukaku, how could I forget? Um, look, he was a beast out there. Uh, and he even made a Twitter post about him. So you know, you know you've know, uh, you ticked something off in Sam Menhennett's book if he's made it to the Twitter account. Um, look, he uh, even just being around the ball and not even touching the ball, he's a presence, an ominous presence on the field, scary for defenders coming at him and goalkeepers look out. Uh, so I think on that alone, uh, I think that's enough to get you a victory over Liverpool. Two one. Matt, it's going to be an uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I think yeah, like you said about Lukaku, he's probably just that missing piece that Chelsea have been looking for. They probably haven't had a absolute top level striker in the most most recent years, so um, he's definitely filling a hole there. But I think Liverpool they seem to be sticking on. They're probably not quite at the at their absolute best that they were a couple of years back, but mm. they're still uh, in some good form. So I'm going to go with the two all draw here. Joe, uh, I reckon Chelsea. They reckon their depth's just so good. Um, even their bench last week, you know, we bring on. Kante and then they bring on Werner and all these guys like he's got so much talent that I can't put past them to beat Liverpool to be honest so I'm going Chelsea Chelsea okay very interesting turn of events would have been laughed out of the room if I said this a few years ago yeah. uh, Burnley <laughs> and Leeds United <laughs> play 11pm Sunday night um, Burnley just looking at past results here uh, I'm pretty sure they lost their first game as well uh, they went down to Burnley. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Leeds will have the door open for a win here. Leeds, um, impressive season last year in their first season up, finishing, I think, about mid-table. And they'll be wanting to uh, uh, get the ball ball, 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 oh, God, I can't speak. Ball rolling again. So Leeds for me, this one, I think, 2-0. Uh, uh, yeah, I think... Um... I'd have to go with Leeds as well. I think they were very disappointing in the first week. They got absolutely killed by Man United, but um, they seem to have sort of hit some form again last week with that draw with Everton. So, And I think Burnley are definitely a bottom, bottom of the uh, table side. So I'll go Leeds 2-0. Yeah, I agree. I think Leeds will start to balance themselves out and get a dub here against Burnley. Uh, yeah, it's a must-win for Leeds here just to get confidence back. You know, Burnley, Newcastle, Arsenal, Norwich are the bottom four sides at the moment. I don't expect that to change too much, so the Leeds need a win. Okay, and you're going with Leeds? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham and Watford play Sunday, 11pm, uh, and the rumours are all done now. Harry Kane is staying uh, he came on as a substitute last week, and I think as soon as he did that, that was uh, all of that finished. Um, I think uh, a clear win for them. They, uh, I, I don't think they're going to be half bad. A lot of them rule them out pretty easily, um, but I think they're a pretty decent side, so once they get their patterns rolling. Uh, so Tottenham, for, for me here, 2-0. Two, two yeah, well, Harry Kane actually yesterday came out on all his social medias and said that officially he's staying for the summer was his specific wording. So oh. it's not uh, too promising if you're a Tottenham oh, fan, no. but at least you know you've got him locked in for <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, I'd have to agree. I think they've got a little bit of class on Watford. So um, I might go. I'll go four nil actually. Four nil. Wow. Elton won't be happy with that one. Jay. <laughs> Yeah, it pains me to say, but I think Tottenham will win comfortably three 0 as well. Is that is that your goal, by the way? Like, if you know your season's done and out, as long as if you can finish above Tottenham, that's your that's your goal. Yeah, that's always the motivation, <laughs> I guess. We're doing better than them, but at this stage, it's not looking good. No, hopefully they lose. I'm hoping they lose. <laughs> okay. Good down, Josh. Uh yeah, Tottenham for me. Uh, Watford's uh, a bit loose at the back, I reckon. Um, and Tottenham with um, Son and Kane coming up forward. I'd love to see that partnership again, even though it's scary to verse. Um, yeah, I just hope for Elton John's sake, it's just a 1 0 victory there. <laughs> okay, and to end the round. Wolves play Man United um, Sunday, no Monday morning, one uh, thirty a.m. Uh, of course, United coming off a one-one draw with Southampton Wolves. Now this was an interesting one. I watched the uh, Wolves Tottenham game pretty closely, and I think Wolves were a bit stiff. They had a lot more shots, a lot more of the ball. Uh, they were the better team on the day against Tottenham, but Tottenham got the goal in, and that's all that matters in the end of that. But uh, I think uh, Wolves Wolves look okay, and uh, if uh, Man United aren't on their proper, um, they continue this strange bit of form, um, they may be in trouble for another draw there. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to say draw. I'm going to say a draw. Yeah, it's Wolves like, uh, home, Molyneux. Wolves, <laughs> wolves have... Uh... <laughs> They haven't um Need haven't to been too bad. One, They've Jawa. had two two one nil losses in the first two games, but like you said, they've been in both games. So um but like on paper, Manchester United obviously have an absolutely incredible side. So um I think it might be yeah, pretty close, but I'm gonna still say Man United get up maybe maybe three two. Dave? Yeah, I think Man United to respond from last week, 2-1. I think Wolves will keep it close, but, man, you should get done. Um, for me, it's going to be a draw, yeah. Um, just in the first two match days of the Premier League, uh, Liverpool have only attempted more shots than Wolves. So Liverpool 46, Wolves second with 42. So if they get the ball in the back of the net, more often be more uh, clinical, who knows what could happen. Definitely, definitely. Uh, especially if uh, Harry, Harry Floppy Maguire isn't uh, on his game. Oh, no. <laughs> Although I shouldn't say that because he's in the FPL side. Maybe I should take oh, no. him out. Uh, <laughs> that about wraps us up on the sports desk. Uh, crazy amount of sports uh, ahead. And, of course, you can join the Wednesday team on a Wednesday. And, of course, uh, us here back on Friday. You can enjoy your weekend of sports. Any last words from any of you? Uh, just looking forward to a massive weekend of sport. Like you said, finals are on. Premier League still going. Lots to look forward to while we're stuck here in lockdown. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I've been Sam, uh, joined also by Matt uh, Josh, and of course, regular Jay. You can catch us next week on the Sports Desk. We'll see you then. This is Sin, where young people run the show.